this podcast. Hello everyone, my name is Frederik van Nieuwenhuizen and welcome to the podcast Agility Humanity. We are exploring anything on the intersection of agility and humanity. Our statement is that humanity is as essential as agility. You can learn a lot by listening in to the conversations with my guests. So relax and enjoy the show. Okay, hello ladies and gentlemen, my name is Frederik van Nieuwenhuizen and welcome to another episode of the podcast. Today I'm very happy that I have my colleague and dearest friend Kasia with me on this uh, show. Kasia is a colleague of me at Eileen. Welcome. Hello. Happy to be here. Not stressed oh. in the lightest, in the slightest, not at all. <laughs> How are you today? And could you just say a few words about yourself to our listeners? Um, Who are you? What do you do? Very good today. Very happy. It's Friday. It's almost the end of uh, the working week. So weekend is just about to start. Um, about myself. Well, surprise, surprise. I work as an agile coach. <laughs> I'm uh, Polish. I came to Belgium uh, 10 years ago. 10, 11. Oh my God, 12 years ago. Time flies. So I did a lot of different stuff. In back, uh, academic background, I'm uh, actually a software engineer, um, specialized in information systems. And after I uh, finished some years of uh, learning and working at the university, I came to Belgium to work for um, different companies. Uh, I started always since the beginning in stuff related to process improvement or methodologies. So I worked first in teaching other people how to use different methodologies. Then I moved to companies and I learned Lean Six Sigma. And I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. Everybody should do this. Uh, especially the Lean part, the Six Sigma, not so much, not that big a fan of statistics. Although I like to look at numbers. I like metrics. And then, uh, you know, then it was this cool thing. They came with this agile thing and, and nobody understood really what it is. Why do we need to use it? And now we have to adapt all our processes to it. So as someone being in process improvement, I, I had to follow and I was sent as a spy. Mm. I had to spy on agile coaches because all this management, yeah, what are these coaches doing? And then I saw what they were doing, and I was like, oh, my God, this is so awesome. I want to be one of them. So that's what happened. So that's what I do right now. I try to be one of them. Yes, great. And uh, we discussed, let's talk about what is agile coaching? What does it mean to be an agile coach? Uh, it's a very, I guess, widespread kind of profession, role, title. And still, on the other hand, it's not that maybe not that clearly defined or there are many interpretations so when 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 do you when can you say that you're an agile coach anyway <laughs> so let let's let's dive a bit into that so for um first for you personally what does it mean to be an agile coach hmm it's a tough question because like you said it's a very broad spectrum of personalities and attitudes let me use something that I've 
seen happen where I was thinking, okay, this is not an agile coach. I have a few examples like this. One where we had someone that we actually called Scrum Dictator, not a Scrum coach, that was a Scrum Dictator. It was someone who really knew, really knew Scrum very well. And he was super good at drilling people in this is how you do it. But he left zero space for adaptation, for people to put something in there. Uh, it was really owned by him, and it was great in the beginning. The, the all the employees and the like, all the people working on the teams that were, they were young. Well, most of them, most of them were young, not that much of experience, and they really needed the structure. But at some point, they got the grips of it, they got the hang of it, and they could do everything. And they just went through the motions. They had zero interest in improving anything and changing anything in the process because, you know, that guy's going to tell them if some changes are needed. So he really owned the process. So that there was the issue. But he himself agreed that he's not a coach. So at least that's nice because you see a lot of people who do this and still call themselves coaches. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah? So then, and also as a coach, um, you know what? What? Who? Who are you serving? Like, are you serving the organization? Are you trying to help the organization and in the best interest of the organization? Or are you also, you know, as an agile coach, really rooted in these principles and values? And you have all these frameworks and all these techniques. Like you say, no, this this is what you need to do. This is this. I think this will work for your organization. Well, this is the tricky thing because. Why I always felt, okay, can I call myself an Agile coach, actually? Okay, I put it on my CV, right? But am I really one? Uh, do I deserve the title? Because I don't have these answers. But then when I talk to other people that I have a lot of regard for, we reach the conclusion that it's the purpose to not have the answers. It's the people who have to find the answers. But, as we say, beauty is in the eyes of the beholder, right? So um, just as they judge whether you're a good coach, some companies want answers. Some people want answers. And then they think you're not really a good Agile coach. Ah, this person, they don't know. We actually had that feedback with one very experienced <laughs> Agile coach. Uh, feedback that went to our management. Yeah, these coaches, they, they don't have a clue either. Simply because we tried to make people find their own answers rather than giving them a solution um, that might not have worked right mm. so um okay so to try to create some clarity here um uh, let's try to just define a bit what does it what does it mean or yeah what does it contains to be an agile coach so we have as reference what agile coaching institute and the work by lisa yeah. atkins once defined there are other things there, like okay, you have various certifications, Scrum Alliance, IC Agile puts forward a, a, a path uh, to, to learn to become an Agile coach. I also know and can put it in the reference as an interesting tool, which is called the Agile Coaching Growth Wheel, like it's a bit of an assessment. But it all kinds of showed the, the things that there are different stances in Agile coaching, like it's rooted in principles and values of Agile. It and then you can, you can coach, you can facilitate, 
you can you can teach something you can advise you're serving teams you're serving product owners scrum masters you're serving the organization and then i think it also really depends upon the, the scope that you have is it a team a couple of teams is it a department is it an oh. organization is it including management is it middle management is it maybe higher yeah ex- executive management so that's really the scope of it that i what what uh, what are you thinking about this well, what i'm thinking right now is that there are a few things that are for me super important whether that i mean it doesn't uh, automatically mean that you can call yourself an agile coach but you have to be humble because for me the first principle the first way to see if somebody is a good scrum master team coach agile coach whatever you call it is they need to know more and the humbleness that I am not there yet because you can never be there yet because there is so much to learn. I mean, my, my book backlog is just continuously growing. I can never catch up with all the material that I want to understand. Uh, so mm-hmm. that's for me super important to be humble enough to admit that there are things you don't know. And that's also walking the talk. Talking the walking, yes, walking the talk. <laughs> um, because that's what we tell people, right? You need to give the example from above. Uh, so you need to do the things, not just tell people that they should do the things. But I find yes. this common incredibly important the scope you have, because what I've realized in my current assignment is that I enjoy my work so much right now. Because I have access to all levels. I am not confined to, well, I am in a way confined to this is your scope, this is not your scope. But it's more like, uh, you know, this is the product that is for us the most important. We really want to have improvement in there. So do whatever you, you feel is needed to get improvement in that area. But the target is not coach these people. Uh, and uh, don't touch these people it's more like okay yeah here we only have limited time this is the top priority for where we need improvement because we see that uh, our kpis are we are behind on our kpi right so what can you do and i get a lot of respect for the for the job which is amazing Uh, while you know if you're if you're confined to a team for example it's much more difficult to do your job. And what I've seen in myself, I was not a good scrum master in such setups. I was not a good coach because very quickly I would become incredibly demotivated. And then, I, I mean, I got feedback that the people enjoyed it and they liked it and they had very high uh, uh, regard for what I was doing, but I was not feeling like I was doing anything. So I wasn't really feeling like I'm doing a good job as as a, as a team coach there, simply because I had such low impact on anything else. Yeah, the impact. I think that's incredibly important because uh, how so as a coach there, how do you get some? Yeah, also some. I mean, satisfaction, or how 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 do you know that you have reached a particular outcome? That there is an uh, there is an improvement in the organization and the, to have this impact yeah, that it's not just about, okay, I, I helped them with some, with some techniques or some tools. I coached a, a couple of people, but there really is a meaningful impact on, on an organizational level. That's where I would actually say, this is also for me, one uh, factor that 
lets you judge whether somebody can refer to themselves as an agile coach. Because mm -hmm. that's also what I've seen. Some people just want to tick off the boxes. Okay, I did this workshop with the team. I did this workshop. I did this. I did this. I did this. Now it's up to them. I, I, I'm going to move on somewhere else. Well, for me, now it's the time when the work starts because you mm -hmm. gave them some food for thought, but they're not going to be able to digest it themselves. You need to be there for the long run. And yeah, ticking off, if you need to tick off boxes of achievements, then yeah, then then probably the job is not for you. Yeah. <laughs> it takes so long to see the results of your work sometimes. Yeah, it takes it indeed takes time. Eh? And uh, yeah, and there are some some more interesting aspects to discuss and questions with what you said about okay, like what are the the, the, the personal traits of an agile coach? It's not only about the knowledge. Then you can we can talk about what are the competencies or the skills. And personally, I also had to build that up. Uh, a lot of working with teams, different roles, Scrum Master, okay, facilitate, teach, do workshops, experiments. I I I, uh, I organized meetups in the past where I also experimented and learned from that. But then for me, a really important part was it to actually take an a, a, a coaching um course eh? professional coaching to have that as a as yeah. a, a fundament to really understand what coaching is about and then okay you you start to mix it that with and you become more a mentor a mentor of teams and 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 and, and management uh, but then there are still all these other areas of what does it really mean to to work as a team but, coach but or an enterprise very, coach. I think this is a very important thing. So the professional coaching part that's still on my to-do list. Uh, mm -hmm. But I was surprised some time ago, so incredibly surprised with, and actually still am, but in different uh, points, how underestimated the coaching aspect of the job is. First of all, we often don't have time for actual coaching because there are so many fires to uh, try to extinguish that you try to do more problem solving. And okay, yes, th there is a little bit of coaching, but I mean, like longer term, right? There is no long term goal. It's more like, okay, solving the particular issue and guiding a person through this. So, so that's one thing. But what I've encountered some time ago, was a discussion with a group of coaches uh, where we were explaining the X-Wing, as some of the people call it, apparently. So the model of uh, ICHL, uh, sorry, of uh, Agile Coaching Institute that shows that, okay, you need to be a teacher, a mentor, a facilitator, and a coach. And we had this discussion, what's the difference between a mentor and a coach? So after trying to uh, uh, digest it, I just uh, said, okay, guys, let me put it this way. A mentor is someone who will guide a person towards a certain goal that you set up or you set up together. So if you're an agile mentor, your target is to pass on as much, well, not pass on knowledge, but to sort of try to build this agile knowledge and understanding within the person. But if you're a coach, agile becomes an obsolete thing. If you're a coach, you go to the team, you go to the manager, and you do some di deep diving with the manager. And if you actually identify that what the guy needs to have or build or do 
is be incredibly good at waterfall. As a coach, you need to help him become incredibly good at waterfall. You forget that you're there to do agile. I don't know. He needs to be good at waterfall. And maybe then you'll be able to help him move to something different. But right now he is so closed up there. If you don't help him there, you don't build trust because you try to break his own values, his own principles, right? And that's when I got as a response, oh, then I'm not a coach. That's the part we ne- I never do. And all these coaches in that group said, oh, no, no, I don't do that either. So everybody goes with an agenda, which is so why in- even like, I don't know, but it was even in the training of Lisa, right? That saying agile coach is an oxymoron because as a coach, you cannot have an agenda, right? So question to all agile coaches out there, what's your hidden agenda? <laughs> because, so where do you spend most time in, in which stance? stance? Is it like facilitator, mentor, slash advising, coaching? Where do you spend most of the time? Probably uh, as a mentor. I try to go into coaching stance as much as possible. Um, I would even be like wondering if it's mentor or teacher. It depends. Yeah, and, and think the same. Eh? So question is also for Agile coaches, what's your default going in position? Are you there as a coach in the first place? Eh? Uh, or is it rather, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm there as a mentor and I'm my oh. default going in position is, <laughs> is I'm an advisor and I'm going to consult and, I actually and, and always find a solution. ambition that I go as a coach. And but the conversation lasts for around the first five minutes of a conversation. Ah, there you, there we have it. <laughs> and then and I think like, that's okay, something... if I cannot be the coach, I'm going to switch to being a mentor, and then I end up being a teacher anyway. Yeah, but that that's just it's an open question. Eh? For for a lot for agile coaching, do you really start? Do you really can maintain that coaching stance, or is it actually honestly, you know? mentoring and advising which is also okay because in the end the goal is to to improve the organization with based upon this agile you know principles and values that we have so that is that is kind of i think why we call why it's an agile coach (laughs) what i see is a lot depends on the customer you have right and uh, it's like i feel that through the teaching and mentoring we get more opening for coaching, but it's very common that uh, the other side just they just don't have time they, because coaching is a long term investment. Um, teaching is a short term solution, right? Um, and most of the people, yeah, they have their fights to fight, and uh, they don't have time for coaching. So what happens to me nowadays is once in a while. I dropped the seed. Okay, have you have you thought about what feedback loops we have in the in the system? And just you know, how do you know if the teams are performing well? What mm-hmm. what kind of visibility do you get today and is it sufficient? What is the purpose of organization? But I cannot do it a lot. I, I can only do it a little bit. When I coach uh, mentor scrum masters. It depends on the person. But I had a very uh, interesting exchange with one of my scrum masters 
who talked to uh, a person, just a, a team member that I did coach at some point where he was more playing the role of a product owner. And uh, uh, that Scrum Master really likes this entire idea of coaching. And she discussed it with the other person. And the other person was like, you really like Kasia coaching you? But she never gives you answers. <laughs> and then my Scrum Master said, yes, but that's the whole point of coaching. Yeah. But you figure out the next step, the next step yourself, and you try it. Yeah. Okay, interesting. So uh, I had another question in mind: is like, like, what do you do? Like, what do we do to become a better agile coach? Like, what are all the what are different aspects? Maybe also looking to the past that you kind, yeah, that you started to learn to learn about. And and for me, that's that's facility. Yeah, like the knowledge, but it's also like. Okay, how, how do we facilitate? How do we guide conversations? How do we, how can I teach something briefly? Recognize this moment. Eh? What, reflecting what is, on what happened. Reflecting on what happened. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, especially when I feel like I screwed up. I like to run this by somebody else. Okay, I, I, I don't know what happened. This was a really shitty planning session. And we discuss what happened. Well, actually, from the point of view of team learning, it was a very good session. Uh, but facilitation, I really need to work on. I didn't really do it properly. Mm -hmm. And self-reflection. Okay, I promised myself it will be a coaching session. And again, again, it was not a coaching session. Okay, so what can I do differently next time? And training. I really like going for training. Learning from really people who have so much more knowledge. And a training, especially in which you can practice stuff. Mm -hmm. That's... Uh, yeah, and, and honestly, yeah, also when I started as a Scrum Master and I look back to it, there were many things that I didn't know yet or I was not applying that I learned all the way. And I think that also helped me to to then eventually say, okay, I can be an Agile coach, but that means I'm just, you know, somewhere on the journey of continuous yeah. learning to become a better Agile coach. But there were these things like, what does it mean to do systemic coaching or or apply systems thinking, eh? or then look at. Oh, and there are so at, many different explanations. Yeah, for so that, many, right? so many different things. Like, what does it mean to, to, um, uh, yeah, to look at at uh, coaching, really work with leadership and management. Eh? Then you have the whole story of okay, we want to scale up agile. So how can I help an organization to learn something about agile scaling? without actually pushing one framework or one solution. Yeah? So all, all these things are uh, uh, guiding conversations, dialogue, all, the, all, those, all those things that you learn along the way. And there's always better, always something you could do differently. I have this horrible uh, headache always after each session that was super important when I think about, oh my God. I did this and I did that. I should have done this differently and this differently. Why? Why did I not think about this? And I lo I missed op an opportunity. And then it's always changing. Uh, I mean, oh, it's accepting, right? This is what we teach. You need to accept your own failure. And you need to learn from your mistakes. What I found the most powerful method to learn, though, it was pair coaching so rare almost never possible to do because budget but that was my first experience and every experience afterwards i suffered i was so always missing my pair 
and especially for a beginner, it was super powerful because whatever I was thinking before I did anything, um, I saw the other coach do it. And I was like, oh, so I was on the right track. It was super, super good. Yeah. And I had I had one more question in mind. And then, you know, sometimes people ask, so what's the difference between a scrum master and an agile coach? But sometimes I look from it perspective that in terms of knowledge, competency, skills, you know, the things that you that you need to do to to probably do the job are prob- probably more or less the same. It's just the scope of it can be much different. And I, I at least I make the assumption that the Scrum Master is part of a team or a couple of teams, while a coach is like, I think by definition, they're somewhere temporarily, not necessarily full-time. Uh, but then the question that I actually have is, as a coach, when you do some work with teams in an organization, how do you create something sustainable? Something that lasts, eh? that I'm not, that I'm, you know, I'm developing competencies and capabilities in others. Eh? And I'm, like I say, I'm establishing something that supports a continuous yeah, learning and growth of the organization and the people after the moment that I'm gone. Yeah. How, how, well, how do you do that if you say, okay, I'm, a, I'm an agile coach? I spend most of my time and effort on the Scrum Masters, actually. Because for me, they are the extension of me and they are there to stay. So I try to install as much of that continuous improvement uh, attitude and uh, people caring approach as I can. And uh, uh, until now, yeah, it depends. Effectiveness depends, I have to say. But... Um, yeah, they, they, like you said, they are there to stay most of the time. They are most of the time related to one team or two teams. So sometimes they get more traction than I do because, ah, this coach, she, you know, pops by once in a blue moon and she's not going to tell us what to do. So it's easier with the scrum master who is always there. But uh, one principal difference that I would see because of this is the one thing that I don't really do as an agile coach. I don't really talk to everybody on the team. That's the one thing that I also see not many Scrum Masters do, but I believe this is super important. And it's a mistake I made in the past as well as a Scrum Master. I assumed because the general atmosphere of the team is good, that everyone is doing well and I just have to focus on the team as a whole. And then I got some uh, surprise questions from management. Ah, why is this guy thinking of quitting? What? <laughs> so, so I think this is super important. And that's the thing that I, as an agile coach, I usually don't have time for, to talk to every single person on the team. All right. Thank you. I propose we wrap it up. Thanks for this conversation. Any other thoughts or comments you would like to share on this topic? So many. <laughs> and for but now. The one thing that I think is important for me in an Agile coach, since this is what we're talking about, what makes an Agile coach is also that you work in a way that 
makes you redundant. This, I think, makes also a big difference between different people. That um, whatever you do, you do to do this sustainable thing, right? Because you assume you're going to leave and people have to carry on without you. While, uh, you know, traditional consulting is, okay, how can I make them as dependent on me as possible? So uh, that's for me an important thing in the attitude of an agile coach. Yes, thank you. All right, and uh, maybe we will continue this conversation another time. In the meantime, if any of the listeners would like to reach out to you, how can they do that in the best way? Um, if you have any possibility to post some comments or connections, yes. How about my kasha at eileen.be? That's my email. You can always uh, reach out to me via that. And uh, afterwards, we can find other ways to talk in a more synchronous way than an email. Okay. Thank you. Thanks a lot for having me. Enjoy your day. Bye. Hi there. You have been listening to the podcast Agility Humanity. My name is Frederik van Nieuwenhuizen. You can subscribe to this podcast via your preferred service. I am creating this podcast in my free time and my own expenses. Creating and publishing this podcast does involve some costs. If you want to support me, please check the podcast page for possibilities. Thank you and hope to hear from you soon.